I guess if we move it out of church terms, you would describe me as having some psychic knowing. And in church language, we would call it prophetic giftings and gifts of discernment. And in some ways, we kind of learn, well, to not trust ourselves in that sense. Well, we, yeah. we must be horrible people. Yeah. We're growing yeah. up to be horrible. We're not worthy of being loved. There is nothing good in us yeah, in that so sense. True. Free Falling with the coach and the counsellor, Daryl and Beck. Making sense of connection, spirituality, and being human. So today, we want to talk about woo-woo-woo stuff. <laughs> Do you mean putting a sheet over ourselves, cutting eye holes and pretending we're ghosts yes. for Halloween? Yes. Is that what you mean by woo? <laughs> Spooky stuff, spiritual stuff. Spooky spiritual stuff. And the, if that's real, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. And then if you leave church, does that mean, you know, because there are kind of spiritual things that seem to be paranormal that, mm. that might happen, you know, particularly in the charismatic and Pentecostal brands yeah. of church. And does that mean that if you leave the church... If you take off your Christianese badge, does that mean you don't have those anymore? Like, does God take his magic take his stick off back, you? Yeah. yeah. And does anyone else in the world, apart from this small group of people that meet in the funny building on a Sunday, do they have access to these, I don't know, gifts or activities, insights, yeah. miraculous things? Or is it actually available to the whole wide world? That's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> Are you sure it's not just a select few? Oh, it's probably. Mm-hmm. You have to be chosen. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Well, elite kind of thing, yeah. So, you've had some experience with... Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're under the bus. Under the bus. <laughs> good. Brilliant, yes. No, I can tell you some of my story. This is coming into my 20s. I was getting a bit frustrated with my Christian experience. Yeah. And it is because it seemed to me a disconnect between the theory of being a Christian and knowing that God loved you and these are the things that you're supposed to do every day and kind of making it real. Like it just, it was some head stuff, but there wasn't a lot of heart connection. And so like I already started chasing after, there's got to be more than just... Just this philosophical, you know, logical, and it's not very logical if you actually look into it. But anyway, this construct that is in your brain, this mm. rational concept, mm. there's got to be more than that. So I started chasing and saying, if God is for real, then we have to be able to experience him. And even today, as I've walked away from Sunday church meetings and things like that, I'd still say that's the same. There is a way to experience God. Is it bad to experience? I don't think so. Like some would say that chasing after the experience, mm. it's not a flash way to approach yeah. life. But yeah. but there's got to be, there's a way that we must be able to interact with the divine yeah, in our sure. day-to-day life. Yeah. And did you find that when you were searching, you said in your 20s, you so, started yes. looking for that. Did you have experiences got, where you felt like you were connected to that? Yeah. I had one particular experience. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was getting quite desperate. Like I joined up with a Pentecostal church. <laughs> and... You were getting desperate. Yes, darling. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> and then I got desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In terms of my spiritual search, being involved with this Pentecostal church, there were great worship times we had there and, and then some, I suppose, demonstration around of spiritual gifts, shall we call them like supernatural or paranormal gifts happening during services or during times where people were being prayed for or whatever. Can you give an example of that for someone who's never stepped into a church, for someone who's hearing during worship, what is worship? What is a paranormal kind of spiritual? 
spiritual experience. That's a good idea to explain those things, isn't it? So worship in a conventional Christian church mm. from pretty much the year dot, there's been a way that we've connected using song as a way to connect to the divine. Yeah. And so I know in the, the Middle Ages and the Wesleyan songs that were part of the church life and you'd call worship songs were actually quite strong teaching. So mm. they had a lot of the doctrine and a lot of stuff actually was blocked into verses and it was one way for someone who couldn't read for example to get the bible into them mm. you know to get the teaching mm. into them because it was all in the words of the songs and as you memorize the songs as we do my wife's really good at memorizing songs yeah and yeah so song that's a great it's way, a good way to of talk. passing tradition story yeah. lore. and there's feelings attached to songs as well mm. and we know that even when we hear a song on the radio it can bring back a time and a place yeah. and a particular circumstance you, that you experience something yeah. so there's this quite strong connection so in some ways worship and, and particularly in a Pentecostal church worship is a way of connecting with the divine and, and in a church setting often worship is just singing singing yeah, yeah. that would have been a short way to say <laughs> sure <laughs> I mean, the history lesson's great too. Yeah. I just clarify that because my understanding of worship has changed dramatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that worship looks completely different to different cultures, different yeah. individuals, because we are and it's supposed to be. So, yeah, I guess in a church setting, we call worship singing. Singing. Yeah. And it's not singing just for enjoyment, though. It's singing with an intention to connect, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. So it's a scripted conversation mm. with God. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a little bit like in some other traditions they have liturgy which Mm. again just scripted ways of speaking with the divine in a way then that allows you know if you can't think of what to say or a way to say it or a way to kind of frame your relationship with the divine Mm. this is a framework that helps you to do that so that's yeah that's another and so you had these experiences of spiritual happenings so during some worship times there Mm -hmm. were times when I felt really connected probably not dissimilar now to when I do a meditation Mm -hmm. sit and just look to clear my mind Mm. (laughs) so rather than try and do something active there are some times of connection that I experienced then as well so there were some moments during that kind of singing connection and the music kind of the atmosphere that was built up around really helped that but I was also I suppose quite desperate in some ways for mm. a paranormal experience mm. to say God are you really real tell me so if, if you are and I can remember one particular incident where around that time when I was getting a bit desperate I was talking to God requesting a, an experience like this didn't know what it would look like and the speaker in the church who were talking they would often when you finished they'd suggest that you come up the front and then they would pray over you or mm-hmm. do something like that so in this particular one I went up the front and that was my prayer was that God that you would show me that you were real mm. and it kind of happened so mm. that was pretty cool and the way that it happened was like certainly nothing that I'd heard of before or anyone else had told me about so it's kind of like not that you could manufacture emotions very well mm. anyway but it was there was actually something that was pretty much like a flow of electricity through my body the guy was praying for me mm. but I don't know what he was praying about and mm. I didn't even know what he was talking about when they were talking I no memory of that whatsoever yeah. it's just, just remember yeah and then so there was this flow of electricity feeling like warmth but but energy flow through and then after that there was a kind of a feeling of joy started kind of spreading through and I was kind of quite happy for the next few hours and it wasn't just because I had the electricity but it was actually still part of the manifestation of whatever that experience was so to me that 
kind of tick that box to say and I go okay and I haven't actually chased after that experience since then yeah okay I just wanted to kind of know that the divine that was mm. was kind of interested in me that and way. that felt like you got your answer it felt like I got the answer yeah, yeah wow now if, if I talked about that in psychological terms <laughs> yeah I have seen and you've seen it in other cultures you watch docos or you observe from the outside frenzy dancing and kind mm. of rhythms mm-hmm. and things where you almost get yourself into a trance and then stuff happens mm. when you're in that trance so potentially that was something that I was experiencing in that time yeah it wasn't as intense as some of those other things but because there was this very focused search and cry then there was something that could have been seen as something slightly hypnotic that was mm. happening to me even saying that that doesn't diminish the reality of what happened either I love that I love that that doesn't diminish it for you it's just a different understanding and it's still powerful because we're still yeah connected that's it but apart from that from time to time I have sought to listen and had impressions Mm -hmm. and then I would kind of try and form words around those impressions that may have been something that God might have been saying no idea whether that was Mm. real or not but I was Mm. just working with the impressions and kind of sensing and being sensitive to try to unravel what that impression was so that's another way I suppose as well that's really cool I think some of the some of the stuff is around tuning into your body which we're going to talk about mm. in another episode but but it's also around being able to listen to your own spirit mm. which isn't separate like it's not a special Sunday activity yeah. and being able to listen to your best self mm. and kind of let go of all the other chatter that's mm. trying to manage your current day and keep you safe and all of that kind of stuff yeah yeah so where are you at with all that stuff where am i at with all that stuff because you've had a whole i suppose you could call it within the church that a ministry that Mm. kind of flowed out of the way that you connected with the divine and yeah what does that look like i guess i'm still trying to process it myself really i guess if we move it out of church terms you would describe me as having some psychic knowing and in church language we would call it prophetic giftings and gifts of discernment and so i guess really it was only about 12 years or so ago that i learned that it was a prophetic thing like that this was a god thing because for me it was just how I had always just been okay I just always knew things about my family that I couldn't possibly have known and when I questioned certain people everything I had already intuitively known turned out to be true I just know things about people not always there does have to be some kind of openness from the person whether they're aware of it or not but even if I go to a shopping center I can know if you're struggling with a certain addiction I can know some intentions maybe that you might have I tend to know if people are pregnant before they do uh, gender a baby things like this and um, you're 50% right on that (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's just one of those things where it's weird to everyone else and I guess it's weird to me when you try to rationalize it but it's just how I've always been and I think it helps me when I'm connecting with a person in a counseling situation because I'm already getting a sense of who they are from what their spirit is telling me that sounds so freaking weird I know it does and so in church with Carrie I would run prayer ministry and we would pray 
pray with people and I would just know stuff about their lives that I could not possibly have known. So we would start talking to them and I would just get these, I call them downloads, and I would just know things that had happened or bring up people or say, you know, I feel like God is telling me that there's this certain incident that happened. And bingo, like it was right, I'd say 99.99% of the time. It was crazy. And every single time it left me completely blown away and humbled and it never got old it just left me in awe every single time it happened that God could care so much I'm gonna start crying no God could yeah I'm getting really emotional about it and that's strange for me because I haven't spoken like this for so long that it blew my mind that in those moments for me the way I was processing it was that God cared so much about that individual and wanted to connect with them that the divine would show up and drop something into my mind to speak out like that's insane who am I and you know like they care so much for the individual that just that rocked my world and it left me with this knowledge that God is able to be reached Mm -hmm. and touched and is constantly looking for ways to connect with us and making itself available to us constantly we just have to listen and I don't think we're always taught how to listen and I feel like I was born with this knowing and the church told me I was wrong and so the Pentecostal church for a while those sorts of giftings were fine but how could I be so spot on with those things but then half of the other stuff that I was believing was suddenly wrong it didn't make sense so I could trust half of this inner knowing but the other half wasn't right and so the other half kind of led me towards more natural or what you would call new age type approaches and things that were considered maybe a little bit dangerous but made perfect sense to me like they just they're not evil or sinful it's just different ways of humans trying to connect with divinity so I think I'm still trying to process what that is and I have formulated some ideas around how all that happens and I think that when we gather together as humans with an intention (laughs) that's a really powerful state of being when you are directing your consciousness and the other person is directing theirs how does that not form an energy connection where on some level there's a transference and i'm going to be picking up on stuff that maybe they're putting out there or opening themselves up so that my energy can connect to them like it looks so psychedelic and weird and crazy to me but it makes more sense than anything and i still believe it's divinity but i believe it's accessible to anyone when we sit with intention and we sit with humility and with a desire to be part of something bigger than ourselves and to become fully who we were supposed to be. Because hmm. I think there's, when you were talking there, there was a few thoughts that popped into my mind. And one of the big ideas is that idea in creation or, or in the way the world is that we are, in fact, one, that we are mm. an expression of God. Yeah. That it's a collective consciousness yeah there's yeah. a collective consciousness mm. and then also in the same way there's in science uh, recent discoveries and understandings in quantum physics mm. and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where in fact there is no such thing as a solid couch mm-hmm. you know or a, or a metal iPhone yeah it's actually all energy it's, it's all energy and matter energy. Yeah. yeah and the matter is not even matter is still it, energy it's, it's just, just exactly, another form of yeah. energy yeah and so even as human beings 
beings we're energy and i don't know what these experiments were but there were there was in the quantum physics area that they were doing some experiments in the quantum field and then they worked out that just by observing whatever it was in this quantum field they were able to change it that it actually yeah not were able to yes. there was no intention but by observing Just it ob- something changed yes when they weren't observing it it was different so it kind of suggests exactly even what we've been talking about before that there is a way that we are interacting or we can and we do interact with the world sometimes and well probably 90 percent of the time without even knowing it that yeah. actually influences what happens around us absolutely i am now at a place where i recognize that everything is energy and information so if say you and I are having some sort of discussion and you say something really offensive to me I can take offense to that or I can just process that as information and then what I choose to do with the energy that that information causes in me is my responsibility and you just have to manage your own energy and direct it in positive ways and when you come across other people's energy protect it against your own or decide what you're going to take on and what you're not going to yeah exactly but I just see the whole world and every interaction we have as energy there was an experiment and it was recorded in one of I think Greg Braddon in one of his books and it talks about in the Middle East there were a hundred people you'd say in Christianese called mm-hmm. to pray mm-hmm. but, the, but they weren't they were called to to sit down and to visualize and see peace mm. in which that is whole, prayer isn't it setting a focused energy and intention yeah around and then about this positive outcome or this Mm. place of being Mm. that was a different energy to what was going on right then so there was conflict and so during this time they'd set aside a particular time for doing this and then apparently they looked at the police records and other records that show the kind of interactions and there was quite a dramatic drop Mm -hmm. in the incidence of violence or any other kind of related activity during the time that there was this focus energy happening it's only 100 people just made a difference to a whole city you know and it's huge we so underestimate what focused intention can achieve the bible speaks about when two or three are gathered in my name there i am in the midst like god's there in the middle so if god is love and two or three people come together with the intention of love yeah how does god not show up yeah. in the middle of that like how yeah, does divinity that. not occur and how is there not then a flow-on effect yeah, from that absolutely. when you have come together with an intention it changes everything around you plants grow better when they are spoken to and nurtured and loved and you know these things I know because you have a house full of them I have quite a few plants in my house yes thank you for exposing me (laughs) I do I have about 60 inside my home I think plants respond to energy in the same way that humans do we respond to love to encouragement to positive affirmation why would any other living thing be different and why would we then not be able to shift invisible energy around us of course we can of course we can because i said so and that's my scientific (laughs) evidence (laughs) evidence evidence proven there's a way to grow in that sensing, isn't it? Or that becoming aware of yeah. stuff as well. I think that it's really just learning to trust. Again, from a church perspective, 
I have been brought up believing that I am bad and that my natural thoughts are always sinful. And so I have to constantly be renewing my mind was the thing. So every single morning I would have to pray this prayer and it would take me through the full armor of God. So I would have to pray on the full armor of God, which you can find in the Bible. It's the helmet of salvation and all this stuff. And then at the end of that, ask God to renew my mind according to Christ. Like, my gosh, I prayed this every every single day of my life until probably I left school and started working full time because I believed that if I didn't do this I wasn't protected and these thoughts that would pop into my head would absolutely be evil and overcome you exactly and so you're taught to second guess yourself if you shed that stuff difficult process to some people that would be hearing this and saying like that's just ridiculous but in a way I was brainwashed to believe that this was how I had to protect my but, mind and, and often for just this is a little bracket in between mm-hmm. often for kids growing up and experience of family you're told you're no good anyway aren't yeah you? so right. there's this there's, there is a way that a lot of us come up with this energy that says you know you're a brat you're worth nothing and in some ways we kind of learn well to not trust ourselves in that sense well we yeah. we must be horrible people yeah. we're growing yeah. up to be horrible we're not worthy of being loved there is nothing good in us yeah, in that so sense. true yeah so back to your story, then you were feeling, so until school or whatever. Yeah, yeah saying these things. But really, I think it's just been this process of growing up and realizing that actually, if I can know these things about other people that I'm not supposed to know and could never just figure out on my own, there's definitely a connection to something outside of myself that is yeah. making that happen. Why would that not be trustworthy in <laughs> so many other areas of my life? And once I learned to trust that voice, everything changed my health journey has changed my emotional journey has changed my relationships have changed I am just a healthier less dysfunctional human being just by learning to listen and trust and you're going to get it wrong a little bit along the way and that's okay because it's a process Hmm. And I think that's the other part of that, like in terms of a health journey or mm. a whole bunch of stuff around that, is that, that sense of turning the switch from fighting with yourself to actually working with yourself. The other part of this whole energy thing that I find interesting as well is coming out of the church environment. We would pray for healing mm. at different times. Mm. and We would see physical healings happen, a whole bunch of emotional healings mm. times, and then just trying to work out what's that about. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same kind of idea as yourself, but around the healing space, one of the reasons we see healings, I believe, is to do with the energy that's in the room Mm. from the people Mm. praying, Mm. but also the place of the person connecting with their body in some ways and being able to visualize that healing has happened. Absolutely. So with prayer ministry, we were focusing on emotional stuff. Yes. Towards the end of my time doing that, It became really, really evident that the most powerful thing that was actually happening was nothing supernatural, but just naming the issue for what it actually is and the root cause of it. And that in itself, giving people information and knowledge completely changes their lives and leaves them with a, oh my gosh, I get it now. And suddenly everything becomes clear and it becomes clear why they're making the decisions they're making. And so it's kind of really, really intense like a three-hour session of psychotherapy and yes we're asking the divine to meet us and to intervene but so much of it is just giving someone some knowledge that they hadn't had before or you know maybe had all these different lenses that they were looking through 
Yeah. And just had their perspective broadened a little bit and it changes everything. Yeah. Now it is a big deal, isn't it? Being able to connect. And part of that is connecting to your resources. You already know some of this stuff, but to be able to see it differently, to yeah. know it, to know it yeah. differently, to bring that part across yeah. to you and yeah, connect the dots. And then, like even in saying that, I'm reminded of that when there's clearly spiritual things happening. Yeah. So, for example, someone came to Carrie and I for prayer ministry and they had some emotional stuff going on, but they were also really wanting to fall pregnant and had been trying to have a baby for a while and it just wasn't happening. And so we're praying through some stuff and some emotional blockages come up. And so we talked through those with her and that was really, really profound. And then we kind of felt like we were coming to the end of the session and I suddenly got this impression that there was something going on with the thyroid gland. I'm not a doctor. And I'm like, can I just lay my hand on that? Like, is that okay? She gave me permission to do that. And I just felt this energy coming from my own hand into her neck and she felt something shift and I felt it happen under my hand. I was barely touching her Mm. and she fell pregnant the next week. Like, (laughs) so they are weird weird things that happen as well but yeah I believe it's energy and tuning into it yeah being able to tune into it and perhaps as you know as the church would name it as gifts that in our community there are people that are more gifted at sensing things absolutely yeah and you look at a lot of people who call themselves energy healers Mm -hmm. and they're really kind of blacklisted in the christian church like that is just not okay because they're not invoking the name of jesus actually they are they are because if you believe that god is powerful and big and huge then why is that energy not accessible to anyone who has good intentions even if they don't really know what Mm. they're connecting to. It's just arrogant to think that we're the only people that have this special magic touch. And that's that's that picture isn't it that we're building after churches in fact we're all connected to God Mm. and there is no Mm. difference between someone who recognises that they are and someone who doesn't. Yeah, We've all been invested with a whole bunch of parts of who God is, mm. you know, of his mm. nature, of, I'm saying his, but their nature. Yeah. And that's part of it, everyone. Yeah. And, you know, for some people who have those weirdo kind of mm. things going on in their life, they might not have a, a good way of processing it mm. or any frame of reference mm. to process that. Then that can make it quite yeah. difficult for them. That's true. I think also something to flag here as you were just saying that something that has come up for me over and over and over again as I've spoken to people about these kind of giftings is people who have them and are terrified of them. Yeah. Because there are some negative side effects like you see things that you possibly don't want to see you end up knowing things about people that you're not quite sure how to process I love bushwalking but there will be times where I'll be bushwalking and I will feel that the land is carrying an energy or a grief or a a secret yeah Mm. or it's holding something and even in some cases sounds so nuts in some cases pining for release and pining for the secret to be revealed Mm. and that used to really overwhelm me and I had no idea what to do with it until one day I just kind of sat with it and asked God like what is it you want me to do when I feel this and God said just thank the land for holding the secret bless the land for doing its job so well and ask that the secret will be revealed. And yeah, there was a moment where this happened a couple of years ago and a week or two later. And again, I'm not saying that I had anything directly to do with this. <laughs> however. Just however. Uh, 
a week later, exactly where this has happened, a body that the police have been searching for for many years was found. And and I guess I'm telling that story in that it's not your burden to carry. I know that these gifts can feel like a burden at times, but there's a way that you can hand them over and release them so that they're not hurting you. A lot of people identify as empaths where they yeah. can, you know, walk past someone and feel their emotions. And gosh, I understand that so well. But also it's about learning that your energy is big enough to change the atmosphere around you and that you don't have to take that on board and you don't have to take on other people's negativity you can shift it or you can in the moment just see how that can be released there you go i think as we kind of i suppose bring it all to a close this conversation at least yeah (laughs) i don't know what else we're going to bring to a close but but just to kind of there's no neat way to put this in a bow Mm. is there like which I love that. Yeah. I used to hate that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. There's no... Yeah. There's no... no Nothing. Lock, lock and, no, just end it now. It just leave people on that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but, but I think one of the good things to know is that there is, and this is helpful, that there is a spiritual world, that mm. there is more than the concrete things that we see mm. around us to deal with, mm. that as you tune in, as you start listening to your body, as you start listening more intently to other people this is Mm. me as a bloke saying Mm. it probably but Mm. but as you start paying more attention to the little details even the bits of nature that you can see in your environment right now absolutely or a a created thing even Mm -hmm. have a have a look what energy is Mm -hmm. that giving off what is Mm -hmm. that telling you you know yeah and the same like what is that leaf what is that light shining through there exactly and then putting, seeing what impressions that has. And there's a yeah. way that we can all connect to the mm. spiritual in that sense that is past just this tangible logistical exercise yeah. of moving through your day yeah. or, you know, cooking a yeah. dinner or going to work or sitting in front of the computer. There's more than that. That's stuff. right. And I guess also I want to highlight for people who might be a little bit more traditional in their thinking and see God is in a really traditional way. Far away. But, yeah. <laughs> But that viewing the divine as energy and being in every single piece of any particle, like in yeah. everything. Expression d- of it. Yeah, yeah it does creation. not actually lessen God. It makes God so much bigger than you have ever dared even comprehend. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm not even on the tip of the iceberg with this stuff. I'm sure God is so, so much bigger than what I can possibly comprehend. But don't feel like you're walking on dangerous territory. Check in with yourself and you'll know you'll know what's right and you'll know that there are certain ways where you feel a really deep connection so daryl and i just really want to say thank you for sharing this space with us and if you have people that come to mind when we're talking about stuff please invite them to listen along because yeah we really we really would love to connect with people who maybe haven't always had the space and we can really support each other and encourage each other and you know, one of these days, we'll see the world change. Yeah, It'll right. be a different world because you listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>